Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Well, today I have a filmmaker, a writer, director. He's a little bit of everything, just like uh, a lot of the guests that we've had on the show where they do more than one thing. And his name is Anthony Nguyen, and I've got him on the line. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Great. How are you, Anne? I'm doing really well, and I appreciate you coming on the show. We've got a lot of uh, independent filmmakers, uh, first-time filmmakers who listen to the show. They've sent in questions, and and so I just thought maybe you could uh, – I want to talk about your personal story, but then, you know, I'm just going to be asking you some questions on their behalf. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, sounds great. Oh, uh, great. Well, hey, just tell us about your story. Um, now, I, I was doing a little research. I saw that you, you did some acting early on in, in your training, your career. Um, how, how did your acting training affect you as a filmmaker? I, yeah, so I started acting, and when I switched over into making the film, so being the person behind the scenes and making the films, um, I work with actors a lot. And I like to collaborate with them a lot because I starting out acting myself, I kind of knew what the process is like mm -hmm. and to make like an actor comfortable on set and to give them the takes that they need to perform and to, um, you know, you know, the actors come with like their homework of what the scene is. And so you right. want to you want them when you bring them on set and work with them, you want them to bring their homework and see what they can bring. And then from there, you just collaborate with them and. Yeah. work with them to find what the best way to go about a scene is so yeah i definitely can see like the process of an actor right uh, coming from acting and then you know trying to facilitate to make them uh comfortable and bring out the best in them so you can you can actually sympathize with actors and you yeah. know and yep. you know their language too and that yeah, that, yeah. that to me is so important uh a filmmaker especially you know the director being able to communicate well with the actor because you've been there um, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and like that versus uh, me talking with like a composer, like I don't know uh, music language as well as I know like film language. Okay. So that's a little harder. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, but for actors, I, I do know a little bit of their language, which makes it much easier. That's fabulous. My question, though, uh, as far as, you know, the fact that you went from acting into filmmaking, uh, what was it that made you want to just go ahead and get behind the camera? And uh, is, mm. is there a filmmaker that you credit your inspiration to? Yeah, so two things happened at one time. So mm -hmm. I was acting in like school plays and I was also um, doing like community theater. Mm -hmm. But then I would also was really interested in doing magic tricks. So like street magic, close up magic and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when I stopped wanting to do magic and when I didn't have an interest in doing magic anymore, like performing magic, I was already making like videos of, of me performing like like at malls or at like streets and stuff like that. So I would already know how to shoot and edit. So I guess the natural... 
I have to I have to stop though for a second because I didn't know about the magic. I knew about oh, yeah. the acting. Uh, when when were you a magician and 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 fill us in on that? Yeah, yeah. So just quickly, so I did it for like three years. So I used to practice with cards and coins a lot. And um, I think after like a year in practicing and knew like a few tricks, I would go to like the local malls or like the movie theaters and just do magic for people. Huh. Um, just outside and at and at my at my high school and started magic club and all and that perform <laughs> and and magic is a performing art. It, yes, it, yeah. It, oh, of if there is any, it would be magic. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. That's fantastic. Yeah. So then you were editing and doing your you know you were filming your your magic shows and mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where you got maybe your start then. Yeah. Exactly. So I. I just felt like I needed a new hobby and a new thing to do other than schoolwork and stuff like that. So, um, so I just kind of naturally transitioned into filmmaking Yeah. and I didn't really have like a, a full interest in filmmaking. The first year I did it, I made videos and made short films, but then after a while and after seeing movies, um, then it really clicked to me that I did want to do this. Yeah. So filmmakers that really, really had a big say in like me really committing to filmmaking was um, David Fincher and especially Fight Club. So I know yeah. Fight Club has like resonated with a lot of people, um, like teenagers and uh-huh. teenage angst and young adults and all that stuff. So that really resonated resonated with me. Okay. Um, so seeing his films, seeing Danny Boyle's films, which is uh. Uh, he did Slumdog Millionaire, was oh, the most yeah. famous one. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, and yeah. so he's he's done a a lot that if you're into film, you'll know like Magnolia and oh, um, yeah. Boogie Nights and stuff like that. Right. So yeah, after seeing those films, I I thought that was yeah those films I really connected with and like and, and they had a lot of style to them as well. Okay, so, so I, that 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 I was going to ask you about the artistry of those films, and and is that what drew you to them? And and do you use what you see, or it, is that like a template for some of the stuff you do? Yeah. So when I watch films, it's um I do love stylized films mm-hmm. uh, a lot. So, but but my but when I make films, they're very like very conservative as far as like camera movements go, camera placement. Oh, so okay. a lot. Mm-hmm. So very much like Fincher, so how Fincher is very perfect in like framing and setting up like blocking and all that stuff and versus Danny Boyle, who is a little more like a wild card and he kind of puts the <laughs> camera everywhere and he can do whatever he wants. So mm. I think I'm I'm a little more Fincher um, as far as like um, just thinking about how the camera moves and stuff like that. Yeah, and, but like, you, you, you have such an understanding, obviously, as a as a, you know, an experienced filmmaker now. But did you mm-hmm. go to film school? I mean, how did how do you because mm. all this terminology you're using, obviously, you know, you had to learn it somewhere. Did you learn it on your own? Or did you go to film school? Yeah, I, I didn't go to film school because I, w- I started making films at 16 mm-hmm. years old. And I knew that was going to be my path in my adulthood yeah so i was already making films and i kind of knew how to make films like a little bit mm-hmm. so i guess the closest thing to film school would be I, I made a feature film back in virginia my hometown and so that took a year to make so to shoot and ed- or to prep plan yeah. shoot and edit all that took about a year so i guess that's the closest thing to a film school where i kind of just oh, put everything on. i knew together mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah um, and you wrote the film what did you do the screenplay i i helped to like give notes and all that stuff but uh-huh. my main 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 role was director and editor yeah. um, so my friend wrote it and someone else uh, shot the film 
Uh, but yeah, that w- I mean, so mostly self-taught and just kind of learn from. That's great. Uh, yeah, learn from behind the scenes and YouTube videos and stuff. Like now, that. did you yes. eventually find your way then to to Los Angeles? Are you are you in LA now? Yep, LA now. Um, uh-huh. So after making the film in Virginia, I think then a couple of months later, I moved with a couple of friends to LA. Wow. Yeah, that that's the that is the story. I mean, a lot of people, you know, you you're in another state and and you know you decide you want to do this and you just get in the car with all your stuff and head yeah, to LA. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Uh, so then, uh, you know, how did you? Okay, so you guys got to LA and uh, what happened? I mean, how did you? I want I want you to kind of give a uh, like a succinct little uh, timeline as far as getting to LA and then making your break. Um, if you can summarize. Yeah. So let's say, so I get to LA and my first uh, thinking is I just need to find money to survive. Sure. So I worked two jobs at once, uh, worked at a movie theater and at T-Mobile selling phones. Mm-hmm. And then once I got fired at T-Mobile <laughs> and quit the uh, the movie theater job, then I went into um, into the film industry as as very entry level being a background actor oh, okay. and from that point uh just collected money saved money and bought gear and then started making films and i guess the break like i, I mean I, w- I would consider for for me i guess a break and a success in the film industry is just making a living from doing film and i do that now so i guess as soon as i started yeah. to make a living that's that's what I called my break, and then the rest is just gravy and add-ons. And well, stuff now like you that. you skipped you skipped a piece of the story though because you 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 got fired, you quit that job, you started <laughs> working as a background actor. Next thing you know, you're a full time filmmaker. <laughs> what, what what happened in between? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, so once I once I started doing background work and background acting and just uh-huh. saved up as much money as I can to buy gear. Okay. Yeah. Shooting and filming for people, doing sound for people, like doing everything as far as crew wise. Yeah. And then the more money I could make doing freelance stuff, sure. the more I would put back into films. So it would just be like a cycle of that and then eventually making better films and better stuff sure. and working with better companies. And yeah. and do you uh do you have a particular like uh, as a filmmaker and and I assume people pay you to do obviously mm-hmm. that's what you just said. You're now doing this full time. But do you specialize in a certain genre of film? Uh a, a type you know uh, uh an, like is action adventure or you know what what genre? Yeah. Mhm. Um, yeah, for work, I usually do like branded content, uh, and shoot for brands mostly. Okay. So like, um, uh, video, video yeah. production. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, for, for myself, I would do a lot of, uh, I, I guess my style is very gentle, very soft, very, um, nostalgic, okay. a lot about memories, very sad. So very reminiscent and uh, reflective. So drama. You're, yeah, drama. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Uh, I expected you to say, oh, I'm into action adventure, you know, uh, yeah. Star Wars or something. <laughs> I wish. Oh, I that's wish, fascinating. Wish, it just doesn't work for me. Every time I think about writing a action script, it just doesn't flow well, flows well as a drama script. And, for whatever reason. And, and I love it that you 
as much as you probably love, you know, the the yeah, sci-fi sure. or you know, action adventure, whatever, you know where your uh, your strengths are as a writer and as a as a filmmaker. I love that you know that, and that's a big. You know, we have a lot of listeners that that are just getting started, and and they they you know, this is the lesson, right? You've got to mm-hmm. identify your strengths. Um, mm-hmm. That is awesome. Now I know that you write, you direct, you you know, you actually shoot the film and you edit you. You do all this stuff, but what would you say, though, is your greatest skill, the thing you do the best? Yeah, I think it would be directing, okay. or at least I would like it to be directing, because okay. I put, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I put as, I put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. being a better director, sure. and yeah, and I like to do, like you said, like I like to do all this stuff, so yeah. knowing a little bit of everything, I think that all cum- culminates the best uh, like job title for that would sure. be directing. Sure, I love that. I think that's a, well, I tell you what, uh, anybody, I, I don't want to make light of it, but uh, it seems to me that anybody can learn the mechanics of, mm-hmm. of the other things, but if you're a, if you're a director, uh, we were talking about, you know, just having the language down and knowing how to mm-hmm. communicate with actors and everyone else on the set. I Obviously, uh, that that's great that 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 that's where your strength is. Uh, well, now because we do have a lot of people listening to the show who who are wannabe filmmakers, mm-hmm. what is your advice? I mean, do you do you have like if somebody is just starting out, what would you say they should do first? Um, yeah. So even even I when I started out, I. I just talked to other directors mm-hmm. that I knew along the way and they just keep, they just keep saying, just keep making stuff and then something will yeah. hit, just keep making stuff and something will hit. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's honestly just the best way to do about, go about it. It's just, just, just keep making stuff and you'll figure stuff out. You'll what figure about, stuff out along the what way. What about like the, the equipment itself, software, stuff like that? I mean, do you recommend mm-hmm. that somebody goes out and buys a particular type of camera? Should, 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 you know, uh, they start small and build? I mean, that would be what yeah. I would think you would do. But what, what is the minimum that you can get started with and, and still make some, some decent stuff? Yeah. So, um, if you were to, if you want to go like the producing directing route, mm-hmm. um, I would say if you were to spend money and if you have a little bit of money to spend, spend it on sound because that's more oh. important than video because you can get away with a lot with video, but having bad sound, you people just don't want to watch your film. Wow, um, I've heard that before, yeah. isn't that? So you're corroborating yeah. something we've heard on this show. <laughs> and, yeah. and so when you say sound, are you talking about the type of microphone? Yeah, microphone, um, mixer, recorder, or if uh, if you're doing project by project, maybe hire hire a sound mixer mm, and then okay. make sure they get the best sound. Yeah, but um, if you're looking to shoot, if you're like uh, like a director of cinematography, mm-hmm. uh, um, I guess yeah, learn how to shoot versus learn how to shoot and learn how to light. But uh, a lot of starting out, a lot of I've noticed for crew wise, they tend to look at the gear a lot. So if you do have the money and if you're looking to be a DP, maybe. Um, spend it on, on on a camera and people will tend to hire you more. That's and just the, how and a DP, uh, it works. DP is a cinematographer, uh, but but what yeah. does DP stand for? Oh, director of photography. Director of photography. I always forget what DP. I when I when I mm-hmm. see or hear DP, which is what they're 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 calling cinematographer now. I always mm-hmm. think of the word cinematographer, uh, and that is a specialty, obviously, in and of itself. And I understand you do a lot of DP work for other people. I mean, it's like you you you're you're not just filming. You're you're also working on other people's projects. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
Honestly, it just depends on the people you meet, and they'll they'll know what skills you have. Um, sure. They'll ask you to come work on whatever project. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So kind of kind of just put my hands in all over the places. Sure, <laughs> sure. No, that you have to do that. We talk a lot on this show about multitasking, uh, mm -hmm. and so even in in what you do, uh, but as actors, uh, even actors have to multitask. Um, mm -hmm. So what uh, what would you say is is your favorite uh, project you've ever done, uh, film film wise, filmmaking wise? Favorite project? Um, I think I guess the favorite project now and would just be the things that I'm. I have been doing for the past year, which mm -hmm. is something called visual poems. So I will generally write a poem mm -hmm. um, that I like from that that I that I pull from like my past history or just something that re mm -hmm. like that I connect with and write the poem. And then I would shoot visuals that tell the story of the poem. Oh, that's so nice. mm -hmm. yeah, so I guess you can say it's like a music video, but for a poem. Wow. And then the poem the the words of the poem would pop up on screen uh, in the middle of the video right. so the focus would be on the poem ra rather than the visuals so what what do you do with your film so you you for instance uh, you know these these video poems uh, do you uh, do you put them online or do you uh, are they in competition or do you know how how do you get them out there yes yeah, so uh, all, all of my short films, um, anything that's like more short form, so mm -hmm. I guess like 20 minutes or less, I'll immediately post it on on the internet because I think just getting views is more important than right. trying to make it at a festival. But at the same time, I'll, I will put it in the festivals. Can but you I've make noticed, money by just putting them online? Is there, is there monetization involved in that? Uh, there is, but I guess I don't really try to do that because mm -hmm. the ads are annoying. So I would rather <laughs> get the views than get the <laughs> get the um, payment. And then I then I started doing like behind the scenes stuff, behind the scenes videos of like the films, and that generates a lot more views. I've noticed. So yes. I, yeah, yeah. So say say that I shot one of the visual poems um, on film, and then I made a behind the scenes video of everything you need to know about shooting on film. So any filmmaker oh. that was interested in shooting on film would see that more how-to video and then right. that would lead them to the actual film and by putting these on the internet you're also advertising your skills and then yeah. people will will want to hire you and that have you gotten jobs that way um i haven't gotten jobs that way but i've met a lot of filmmakers and other collaborators that have seen my stuff and uh is interested in working with me yeah so i guess yeah the the tangible Mm -hmm. The tangible part of it would be just meeting people and building a bigger network. Well, that was going to be, yeah. yeah, that was going to be my next question is about networking and how you do mm -hmm. that as a filmmaker. I talk to actors all the time on this show about mm -hmm. how they network as actors. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, are you a member of any social media groups? Do you attend workshops with other filmmakers? What What is your, mm -hmm. uh, other than what you're talking about right now, What what are other ways for you to network? Yeah, so so a couple of the films that I made um, have gone to festivals uh, during COVID, mm -hmm. um, especially a short documentary I made on organic farming went uh, around a lot. Mm -hmm. So that has been a good way to meet filmmakers, but of course that's online and it's been a little hard. So you would just watch a person, a filmmaker's films, and then you would just like D DM them or message them somewhere. Right. But I. But I, but a little before COVID, so a, a, 
couple of months I did go to the festivals mm-hmm. and that was the best way to meet filmmakers because everyone is there to network right. and so it doesn't feel weird to network mm-hmm. rather than like if you meet somebody um, at work or something or you try to give them like right. your business card or something like that yeah so and I so, guess festivals have been and so you enter way. your stuff into festivals have you have you how well have you done in in film festivals um I, I have one film going around festivals now. Um, it's been doing okay, but I think the best one has been the short doc uh, that I made on organic farming. Really? Um, mm-hmm. And and how do we see that? Uh, is um, it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Farming Slowly. Okay. Uh, so if you type Farming Slowly, I'm pretty sure I'll be one of the first things uh, to pop up. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, Farming Slowly. And then, it, yeah, it's a short film, uh, wow. short documentary about organic filming or organic farming up in uh, Oregon. Wow, that's great. So that is your your most, um, you know, uh, successful project, you would say, uh, as far as that goes? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's great. And do you see any uh, potential from that? In other words, uh, uh, any follow-up films? Or, you know, how, how do you think you can make uh, something like that work for you? Um, I, <laughs> I have been a I have been asked to do a follow-up film because that, yeah, that w- it did end on a note that could continue. Okay. Um, and it is the subject, the person in the video is my cousin, and she does own an organic farm mm-hmm. up in Oregon, so I, I think it would be easy to follow up with her. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm just waiting for some kind of interesting development in her <laughs> farming farming career yeah for right me to go back up to uh do yeah. something yeah well sure you want to make it a, you know they always say you know the sequel is never as good as the original but you you know <laughs> the, the goal is that it would be better you know right. and that would be yeah you want her to, to have something for you to to film that will make it worthwhile uh well that is fantastic and by the way anyone listening and obviously those that are listening are definitely uh gonna check out this uh this, the, all of your films uh, that are that are mm. online and the visual poems, uh, uh, and I will have the links on this podcast. Oh, oh yeah! In fact, uh, before we hang up today, I'm going to make sure I get all the links from you. Uh, but uh, you know, I I was just wondering too. Um, you know, we talk about multitasking as actors and producers, filmmakers. So other, you know, you're 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 making these films. So are you acting? As, as well at this time uh, or did you just give that up and now it's just films um I, i'll act every now and then but the reason why i've i haven't done i, I haven't I haven't pursued acting is uh it, when i direct it's hard to just split my mind between acting oh. and directing if it's the same project but every now and then if i feel like i have a good grasp on the film and uh-huh. it's something easy that i think i can do then yeah I'll, I'll put myself on camera again so i don't mind doing that and it's fun And so then, uh, you know, everybody has a a big goal. I know your goal by coming out to L.A. was to be a full time filmmaker. And you said that you are so. Mm -hmm. So but but what are I mean, you've you've got something in mind. I know you've got something in mind. Uh, The the big uh, obviously you'd probably like to win an Oscar someday, you know, but but what what uh, what are your goals and dreams as as a filmmaker? Yeah, so I I guess it's um, I guess I'll just take it more so one year at a time Mm -hmm. so this this year i just want to finish writing uh, a feature length screenplay okay um so yeah i've had this story for a while and i kind of outlined it a lot and thought about it a lot so i think this year will be the year to finish a draft that i'm proud of and i I can send it around for um you know to uh, for people to read and hopefully sell it or make it myself but yeah 
that's the idea. And okay. then I think just I think I just think about project by project basis and right. where I want to take you know my skill. Yeah. R- right, and that and that's great. Now, how long have you been in LA doing this? I've been in LA ten years now. Wow, yeah. ten years. Well, no wonder you're a full time filmmaker, <laughs> and you put the time in. When did you? When were you able? When did you get fired from T-Mobile? <laughs> when did I get fired? I think I got fired. Uh, my first year in LA, so yeah, oh. just the very first year. I only lasted there six months. Yeah, because you 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 said it was after you got fired, you quit the theater job, and then you you became a full time filmmaker. I mean, that's that. You know, sometimes these horrible things that happen to us are actually the the launch the launch pad. You know, for yeah, for, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think something that makes you angry or frustrated that usually propels you to something that uh, exactly. is better for you. Exactly. I tell you what. That, that in fact, we we've been talking on this show a lot with actors who who who've made some great who've had great careers and they will say it's after the big disappointment something that, <laughs> that they get the big thing the the good yeah, it's you so know funny how that works it is and so we have to enjoy you know what we um enjoy the disappointment enjoy the rejection uh do you have employees working for you uh mostly i just mostly a hire um contractors or freelancers to shoot Right. Yep. Right. Okay. Shoot so, or do uh, yeah, mm-hmm. to shoot or do posts or do any of that. So mostly just contracting. So work. it's not like that they're on a salary with you or anything. You but what you know what you need and you just yep. hire. So but that required a lot of networking. You had to figure out, you know, who was the best at what you would yeah. need. And so now you have your people, right? You know you always, Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think it's good to take a chance on people too, because um mm-hmm. if if I like the person as a person, then I'll be more likely to work with them. Right. Uh, even even if their skill set isn't uh, top notch. But I yeah, I like to work with people that I like to work with, and then hopefully we can build. You know, right. Build and work on better things. Right. Right. And uh, well, I, I you know I know that uh, uh, we had Nathaniel Beaver on the show, and you know yes, he, he was yes. the one that sent me your information. He says you really need to talk talk to this guy because he is yeah he's, he's great he's the example and see Nathaniel has a very similar story that that you have and so it's it's common you know the 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 fil- the people that dream to be filmmakers well the dream can become reality thanks yeah. to to your story and and Nathaniel's um and so you and Nathaniel and he was telling me that you two work uh, I was just asking you know like if you have a, a group of people that you can count on when you need something done he said that you've been a dp on his projects and vice versa and yeah exactly yeah. yeah so me and him always work together a lot so it, yeah it helps when you know someone for quite a long time right. so i think i've known him for about eight years oh. and so so we hang out separately from filmmaking as well and so we do like each other's company so it's it's, <laughs> it's good to it's good to work with people that you like and if they're good at what they do even better <laughs> i know because you know i i've been in this business for 35 years and i can tell you that that uh, i have worked with people that are brilliant at what they do but i just couldn't stand working with them they were yeah, just they were I just agree. jerks and then yeah. and then uh, uh on the films that i've produced for, for that i've written uh you know i have i've handpicked People that are good at what they do, but I really like working with them. And there, and there's a yeah. big difference, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, you, you totally get it. Yeah, you yeah, totally get it. yeah. And so right now, you're you're still doing your visual poems, which we will link uh, uh, to this podcast. What uh, uh, what can I, you know, kind of like the 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 we got a lot like a minute left. 
Mm-hmm. What would be an encapsulated uh, you know, little little you know word of advice, uh, final final summary of advice to our our potential filmmakers right now uh, that you would say, you know, as as yeah. just just you know not not just getting started, but just just to keep them going. Yeah. So um, I would say if you're a filmmaker in any sense, um, I think just pull from your gut, your intuition, and pull from your past mm-hmm. and kind of let that be the catapult to bring you forward yeah so i tend to write a lot about childhood and family and where i came from so mm-hmm. that helps a lot as far as um because that's that's basically right what you know and it's um, cathartic and then, too it's very cathartic yeah, i've yep. noticed yeah yep yeah. and then and then once you do that you well once you keep doing that you tend to find your voice and you tend to find your style yeah and all of the technical stuff can follow behind but i think the voice and the style is a lot harder to refine or define and refine yeah uh rather than making something look good or sound good yeah well and then that's true for actors you know i i I tell i tell my actors too i'm like you know really know who you are and 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 use who you are and and uh don't try to do you know follow somebody else's path or or in your case with filmmaking you're saying you know right right of which you know you know Mm -hmm. um and and with actors we say you know don't pretend to you know draw (laughs) from who you are i love that advice uh Anthony, it, it, it's just been a great uh, a great opportunity to get your input, your hear your story. But we've run out of time. I, I want you to stay on the line, though. I'm going to close the show out, and uh, we're going to get these links on the podcast. Uh, and so, uh, thanks a lot for for, for just uh, talking with me today. Of course, thank you so much <laughs> for having me on board. This is this is such a great. Uh, chance or opportunity to be on podcast and talking to you. Oh, well, it, you hang on the line. And and uh, guys, don't forget, we are on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, everywhere, anywhere you get your podcast, we are there. And make sure you subscribe and give us a good rating and tell your friends about us. And don't forget, I've got my Tag Tuesdays. So if you have any questions you want to ask, email them to Ann at AJBProds.com and I will get those answers for you on Tuesdays. All right, guys, this has been The Actor's Guide. Tag, you're it. This has been the Actors Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com/podcast.